Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. After the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to the Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, indeed. How was everybody's uh, date last night? Would y'all do anything? Well, I'm just trying not to get sick because everybody's been sick around me. I've been doing a lot of traveling and I started feeling a little under the weather. And whenever I travel a lot, I'm off schedule. Like when I'm here, I'm always having juices, Mm -hmm. everything I need. But whenever I'm running around, it's not as easy to stay in my routine. So I'm just trying not to be sick. So I slept a lot. Okay. All right. I might have just happened to uh, watch The Bachelor last night. My wife was watching it. So my eye opened. Catch us up. Was over a little bit. You know, you, who watched, came back? you watched the Bachelor over the national championship game between LSU and Clemson. Yes. Okay. I watched it with my wife. I respect it. Listen, I love gender fluidity, man. I don't think that you know just because you're a man you have to watch football. Just because you're a woman you have to watch the Bachelor. If you chose the Bachelor over football, that's your prerogative, and you have the right to choose. Drop one of the clues bombs with DJ Envy. Well, I didn't choose The Bachelor. My wife was watching no, The Bachelor, no. and I wanted to spend some time with my wife, so we both watched The Bachelor. But did you know Hannah's back? You don't know who Hannah is. Who's Hannah? We're not a part of Bachelor you know Nation Hannah like you. Mm-hmm. Hannah was the girl that won last year, and the guy that she picked, it didn't work out. So then she picked number two, it didn't work out. And then she said her heart was really for number three, which is The Bachelor this season. So she came back to see if she could get in. She's with like, him. I'm getting on this TV. That's right, but it didn't work. He kind of <laughs> played it. He was like, nah, you, you, you played me last season, so you can hop out of here. So Listen, it's cute that you're a part of uh, Bachelor Nation, man. You know what? I respect it. Somebody out there is like, word, NBA, I seen it. That was creep. It was deep last yeah, night. Yeah, listen, ladies love The Bachelor. I'm oh sure it was millions of women who heard you just now, and they absolutely agree with you. I'm sure some men watch The Bachelor, too, watch it with yes, their wives the and their spouses. Like Salute to Trav. You know what I'm saying? Not just gay men, man. I didn't say anything about it's gay. It's kind of like watching Flavor of Love. Right? Yeah. I, Flavor I, Flav was The Bachelor. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody watched that? Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm just sure. Just not when the national championship game was on. That's all. LSU versus Clemson. Well, my wife That's wanted it. to cuddle, so I said, let's cuddle. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Oh, Styles P and Adjua Styles will be joining us this morning. That's yes, wife, they're going right? to be on mm-hmm. marriage boot camp together. But Adjua has a book out right now called The Ethereal Hike. And if you guys remember, they were on the show previously. Uh, her, their daughter actually ended up committing suicide. And the first time they ever addressed it publicly was up here on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Then they did Black Love. Now they're doing marriage boot camp. And now she has a book dedicated to the memory of her daughter and just explaining everything that happened that led to that unfortunate situation, tragic situation. Yeah, we'll talk to them uh, in a little bit. I mean, the book is it's a great book, great read. All right, but let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, another person has suspended their 2020 presidential run. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, the college national championship, LSU beat Clemson 42-25. to 25. Mm-hmm. You seen the game? 
Um, I watched some of it. You know, I'm a, I'm a University of South Carolina Gamecock fan, so I don't really uh, care for Clemson like that. It's just it's just an in-state rivalry that's been going on forever. So I watched it, but I wasn't, like, invested in it. Ah, all right. Matter of fact, last time I, when I tuned in, uh, LSU was up 28-25. What are you doing? What are you scratching my goddamn ears? So I got to take my headphones off to do that. You look a weirdo. All right, what else are we talking about you? you? All right, now let's talk about Bernie Sanders versus Elizabeth Warren. The two of them are longtime friends, but now they're having a disagreement over what was said at a conversation in Elizabeth Warren's apartment back in D.C. one evening in December of 2018. Now, apparently they both knew they'd be running against each other, so they did say that they would not attack each other. They would remain civil. They didn't want to hurt the progressive movement. So they also were discussing how to best take on President Donald Trump. And that's when Elizabeth Warren said that uh, she would be a strong candidate, she believed, and get a lot of support from female voters. And she said that Bernie Sanders responded. He did not believe a woman could win. He is denying having ever said that, though. And the description of that meeting, there is four people who are weighing in on it. There's two people that Elizabeth Warren spoke with directly after the encounter and two other people familiar with the meeting. So she did say in a statement, I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. And Bernie Sanders is saying that is completely untrue. He said it's ludicrous to believe at the same meeting where Elizabeth Warren told me she was going to run for president, I would tell her that a woman couldn't win. Why is she bringing that up now? She must be uh, behind in the polls a little bit. I haven't checked this week. Well, there was some reports that showed some of the notes that Bernie Sanders had, and some of them were not too flattering toward Elizabeth Warren. So his explanation for that was he has hundreds of people working on his campaign. If somebody wrote that, that doesn't mean that it was his words. So. And does that make you sexist because you make a statement like that? I mean, you all know America is a sexist country, so to say, look, man, I don't think a woman can win, that don't necessarily mean it's sexist. That's just the state of the country. It's right. kind of sexy well, if you don't think is. a woman can yeah. win. Why? Because why? that's something that we why, been... why, why wouldn't a woman be Because we win? talk about electability all the time. So if you know America's a sexist country and you say, you know what, out of all the candidates, I don't think a woman could win right now. That's not, I don't know if that's necessarily I think sexist. that's sexist. just like if there's a black person running and they say, well, I don't think a black person could win. That's yeah, right. And then he did. And just, a lot of people didn't believe that. Absolutely. And that's just based off the country that we live in. Now nah, that's sexist. Yeah, so anyway, moving so. on, speaking of the campaign, Cory Booker has suspended his 2020 presidential run, and here's what he had to say. Today, I'm suspending my campaign for president with the same spirit with which it began. I can't wait to get back on the campaign trail and campaign as hard as I can for whoever is the eventual nominee and for candidates up and down the ballot. But for now, I want to say thank you. Campaigning over this last year has been one of the most meaningful experiences of my life. Meeting you, meeting people across this country who believe, who know that we may have challenges right now in our nation, but together we will rise. Yeah, a lot of people said Cory Booker couldn't win early on, and guess what? Those people were right. <laughs> Does that make right, them right? He didn't make it to the <laughs> next debate stage. That's not because he's black. <laughs> it's because he's Cory Booker. Because Cory Booker. <laughs> Listen, it sucks that there's more billionaires running in the Democratic presidential race than uh, black people. Three years and some change since the first black president and not one black presidential candidate. I guess Deval Patrick, is he still in it? Does, does he count? I think there's one, yeah. Deval Patrick, does he count? I don't know. I don't even know if he's really still in it. I don't know if he's in it either. And you can't say that they're not diverse because you got Yang, you got Warren, you got Buttigieg, but it's damn sure no melanin to choose from. All right. Now, uh, of course, Donald Trump took this opportunity to send out a tweet. 
Really big breaking news. Kidding. Booker, who was in zero polling territory, just dropped out the de- <laughs> Democratic presidential primary race. Now I can rest easy tonight. I was so concerned that I would someday have to go head to head with him. Trump would have closed mouth Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump don't care. His sarcasm is on a thousand. The fact man. that he, you know, was never a politician and that he's a celebrity, it just gives him an advantage over everybody because he really speaks the language of majority of people on social media. He's a Twitter nigga. He should have other things to worry about, I would think, right now. He just is. He is. <laughs> All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed and want to spread some positivity. Don't worry. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Get it off your chest. Vent a little bit. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. It's Rick from Brooklyn. What up, King? I found my wallet. Oh, yesterday Rick called. He couldn't find his wallet. Congratulations. So where was your wallet? Round of applause for Rick, man. Well, first of all, first of all, I want to apologize to my three-year-old because I thought he hit it and he didn't hide it. Falsely it accused bad. already at the age yeah. of three. But he, but he's one of them people. He's done it before, so that's why he was the first <laughs> three. He's done it he's before. Done like it he's done it before. Criminal. He's a repeat offender. He hides keys. He hides wallets. All that stuff. Anyway, is the trip book? The trip. The trip is booked, sir. King, I like that. All right, he couldn't find his wallet, so he couldn't book this trip he was planning for him and his wife. Perfect. Where was the wallet? In my trunk. The trunk of my car. How to get in the trunk of your car? You know what? I don't even want to know, bro. I don't know what you do. The The three-year-old got the keys to the car and put the wallet in the trunk. Could be. Nah. What happened is we were going to... We were going to the supermarket, and I was clearing out the trunk. I had stuff in my trunk, and I had on my hoodie. Because I had one of those uh, athletic sweats that don't have the back pocket. Yep. And I put the the, the, um, the wallet in my hoodie, and I guess when I leaned into the back of the trunk, the wallet fell in there. So yesterday, now I'm clearing it out because I'm, I'm, I'm taking some stuff to go to the gym. And lo and behold, there is my wallet. I already, I canceled some of the cards, though, but I put the cards that I needed on hold. So all I had to do was take it off hold. Hey, you know what, my brother? People, people don't understand that no back pocket athletic pants struggle. You know me, I like to wear a lot of athletic <laughs> pants. And sometimes they don't have that back pocket, so you got to put your wallet in your hoodie or your the book bag. Mm-hmm. Boy, you be so paranoid. Absolutely. Thinking you're gonna the lose. Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Happy birthday to you. Whose birthday is it? birthday, dear Angela. Um, Happy Snackman. birthday to you. Well, thank you very much, Snackman. My birthday was actually January 3rd. Yeah, yeah. But you say you celebrate all month, and you weren't there on the 3rd. You're right. I would have called. So, you know, better late than never. Happy belated, Angela. Thank you for that beautiful song. You have a joke for us, our resident comedian? Oh, boy. Okay, um... I didn't realize but this this became one of my better jokes. So, yeah, so I went to the dentist <laughs> for a checkup, and he said he has a cavity to fill. 
So I pulled down my pants and said, get to work. <laughs> so you gave him consent. All right, snack man. WMD. A different type of cavity. A snack man. Listen, doctor bills are high. You got to do what you got to do to keep them, uh, them, 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 pro, them, them doctor bills low, my bro. My goodness. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Reese. Hey, Reese, get it, get it off your chest, Reese. Oh, good morning, first of all, to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Charlemagne. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. I just wanted to talk to you. There's this girl. I don't know her name, but she calls y'all all the time, wanted to audition on the over the phone. And then every time y'all give her an opportunity, she comes with excuses. It's the same girl every morning. And I'll be waiting for her to call again so that you can do the... Uh, the one, two, three, one, two, three, boo. <laughs> Hang up in her face. I don't know who you talking about. It's a girl. I don't know if it's a I girl. I think she's blind. That's not blind beauty? Oh. It's a girl that calls every call. She calls and she Why does your phone keep dimming out? Opportunities to showcase her talent. Well, I'm I'm and I'm I'm glad uh I'm glad other people's misfortune <laughs> makes you feel good in the morning, baby. Well it's what? not it's not What is up with your phone? Stay on the phone. We gonna go to another caller, Mama. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, peace, man. We just Hey, get it off your chest. Man, it's crazy, nasty out here, cloudy. I can't see a thing, but I gotta go pick up these kids. That's what I do pick these kids during the daytime. Make sure they get to school and such. You know. Okay. okay. True. True. You're doing your job as a father. Oh, or are no, you a bus driver? Work. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a driver, for, oh. uh, like a personal driver for kids that are like in between like houses and such. You know. Uh, they may be homeless. Go pick them up and such. Well, okay. you take care of them kids, man. We trust you. Hey, I trust listening to y'all. Y'all doing a good job, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, but you're doing some important work, too. We appreciate you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Miss G. Love you. Y'all be good. All right, you too. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning. It's Jermaine with Bombay Vodka. What's going on, y'all? Jermaine, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just want to big y'all up, man. Yes. The interview with Will Smith and Mar Lawrence, man, that's a testament to how far the Breakfast Club has come. That's one of them benchmark interviews, man, for the books. So, man, big up to y'all. Um, Angela Yee. Yes, sir. Um, I want to big you up, too, man. Your humor is very underrated, yo. It's very quick. It's very smart at the same time. And I think it's very underrated. So, big up to you, miss. Well, thank you, sir. And, and Envy, one, one more thing. Envy, uh, I need one of them doorbell uh, cameras, yo. I know you're only giving 40 away, but I need one of those. You giving away cameras? No, no, that's through uh through Sloman Shield. Oh, I was like, you giving away cameras? No, 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 it's through Sloman Shield. <laughs> they had a thing where they gave away a certain amount of tickets, I mean, a certain amount of doorbell rings or something like that, cameras for doorbells. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, I hear it every day, so I was just wondering if you still had any on deck. Nah, no, we ain't got no more on deck, brother. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Quest. What's good? Quest, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, hey, uh, how y'all doing? Uh, what's up, Envy? What's going on, Charlotte, man? How you what doing? up, King? Good morning. Uh, yo, I'm, I don't know if I should feel a, a certain kind of way about this, but so I got this trip planned with my girl or whatever, and, uh, you know, she kind of, you know what I mean, stepped out on me or whatever. Oh. But um, her friend her friend is going to be there, you know, and she kind of, like, tells her all my business or whatnot, and I kind of feel like a certain kind of way. Or should I feel a certain kind of way about that? Or, you can't be worried about what other people think. That's how you really mess up your relationship, letting outside people affect it. Yeah, you can't. You no. You should care what other people think, but don't let other people. Uh, what, what other people think control you. It's a difference. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I don't know. Like she be telling her all my business from like ever since we started talking. So yeah, no, y'all right though. Y'all right though. I'm gonna just try to keep a positive mind. So it's my first time going out there. So 
yeah, man, y'all have a good good rest of y'all day, though. I appreciate yeah. y'all having the phone. I mean, it's a, listen, it's impossible to not care what other people think. Anybody tell you that, they're lying. But just don't let what other people think control you. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Oscar nominations. They are in, and they are very manly. And we'll discuss that also. Uh, since we're talking about that, let's talk about Spike Lee. And he's also become a first to do this in filmmaking. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. BJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. It's time, 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 time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. They also were named honorary officers of the Miami Police Department. So all of that right before Bad, Bo- Bad Boys for Life comes out. That's fun. That means they can arrest people? I don't know if they can necessarily do that. What comes with that? A, well, sh- didn't Shaq have that at one time? And he Shaq was-, was like a volunteer police officer or something. Yeah, but Shaq used to actually go on raids yeah. and stuff like that. So <laughs> can Martin and Will actually lock people up in Miami if they want to? Maybe if they see somebody doing something wrong. They should. That's dope. I wonder what I really would like to know what kind of privileges mm-hmm. and benefits come with uh, being an honorary police officer. But they also got the key to the city of <clears throat> Miami, so congratulations to them. Now, for everybody making fun of Trick Daddy, he wants you to know that he has lupus, as he's expressed on many different occasions, and that's why his hairline looks the way that it does. And here's his message. Let me get this right. You lie on me, make fun of the fact that I have lupus, and all this just for likes. Thank God I'm strong. Everything is funny until it hits close to home. My feelings don't hurt easily. I'm too worried about waking up tomorrow. I understand him totally, but social media don't care. Yeah, you'll never get sympathy or empathy from social media. And the problem with social media, once the joke starts, it's not like they're going to put that toothpaste back in the tube. You know how back in the day you would say your mama jokes to somebody, and that person would be like, man, my mama dead. But then it's over after that. Now? Not on social media. Mm-mm. Your mama dead. Then they're going to start making jokes about your mama being dead. All right. Now, Spike Lee has made history. He is the first black filmmaker to preside over the Cannes Film Festival jury. So congratulations to him. He said, in, in response to that role, he said that it, this is his biggest blessings, and they have happened out of nowhere. He said, I'm honored to be the first person uh, to be named president of the Cannes jury, first African diaspora and. Um, of a main film festival. He said, to me, the Cannes Film Festival, besides being the most important film festival in the world, no disrespect to anybody, has had a great impact on my film career. You could easily say Cannes changed the trajectory of who I became in world cinema. So, congratulations. Congratulations to Spike. Now, let's talk about Oscar nominations. And as you know, Issa Rae was on hand to help actually announce who was nominated. And let's discuss numbers. Joker got the most nominations with 11, Mm -hmm. including Best Actor nominee Joaquin Phoenix. And then there were three movies that got 10 nominations. That was Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Also, 1970, Sam Mendes. Quentin Tarantino's um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also was nominated. So those were the highest nominations. I still haven't seen Joker yet, and everybody tells me I would enjoy it because it's, it's, a, a, movie. it's a movie about, uh says it's a lot of uh, uh, symbols about mental health in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Did, you see, did you see The Irishman? Did y'all see The Irishman? Yes. Too long. Three I, and a half hours. I don't have that kind of time. Irishman was pretty good, too. And I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I haven't I seen that, that yet either. Plane. And I love Quentin Tarantino, but I haven't watched it. All right. Now, in addition to that, Netflix got the most nominations with 24. And I think that's a record also. That actually makes history, too, because that's the first time a streaming service has gotten the most nominations as far as the Oscars. So... 
uh, that's a big deal. Now, when actually announcing the Best Director nominations, here's what Issa Rae had to say during those announcements. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Joker, Todd Phillips. 1917, Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Nice. I did it. I did, did it. it. Thank you so much. You did it. Congratulations to those men. To those men, because it was all men, so people were having issues with that. Uh, now let's talk about who wasn't nominated, and people look at this as snubs. Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers. A yes. lot of people thought that this was a shoo-in and at least be nominated, right? So I haven't even seen it, and I feel she got snubbed. How do you say that if you haven't seen don't, it? Don't argue with me. Did she got snubbed, God damn it! Did you see it? Yes, I saw it. How was it? I enjoyed it. I watched that. Look, you know I see every movie on the plane. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I haven't seen it. I watched that on the plane also. I just know that if everybody's saying J-Lo, who notoriously has not been known for being a good actress, should be nominated for an Oscar, then that means she should have been nominated for an Oscar because that role must have been phenomenal. No, she did a great job in that movie. And remember, I told you they're supposedly going to make that into a Broadway play. They're in the beginning stages of that. She mm -hmm. got robbed. Also, Uncut Gems, I've never seen that. But Adam Sandler wasn't too happy about not getting nominated also for anything for that. Um, Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. I saw that. Definitely I got robbed. I saw that too. Uh, Lupita for us. A oh, lot of people yes. felt like she got robbed because, I mean, let's keep it real. She played two different people in that movie, and mm -hmm. that was a lot of skill. I'm with that. I love us. A lot of people didn't, a lot of people said they didn't like us. I actually loved us. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. All right, also Robert De Niro for The Irishman. A lot of people feel like he should have gotten nominated also. And what about Aquafina for The Farewell? Aquafina should have been nominated yes, too. That too, after <laughs> she made history at the Golden Globes for The Farewell, they thought that she would at least get a uh, nomination. Get a, that movie would at least get a nomination because that movie didn't. They even thought that um, a Best Director nomination should have been possible and Best Actress for Aquafina also. I thought the Golden Globes were like a prerequisite for the Oscars. I thought like once you get nominated for the Golden Globe or win a Golden Globe, like you're automatically No, it's not automatic, but people use that as a predictor. Like we can predict who's going to be nominated or mm. who will win an Oscar based off of that, but it doesn't mean it's a shoo-in. It well, just means that's how they can predict. Well, I don't know how y'all fronted on Aquafina, but you And know. Ava DuVernay and when they see us and the cast of When They See Us, no nomination. But that wasn't a movie, though. And a lot of people had issues with that also. Nah, because it's not a movie. Like, it's, it was, a, it was a, a limited series. I don't think limited series get nominated for Oscars. Oscars are for films. All right, So well, they, could, they couldn't have been nominated. That is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to talk about who just dropped out of the presidential campaign. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front-page news. Now, last night in the College National Championship game, LSU beat Clemson 42-25. Mm -hmm. What else are you talking about, Yee? Well, Cory Booker, he has dropped out of the 2020 presidential campaign, and here's what he had to say. Today, I'm suspending my campaign for president with the same spirit with which it began. I can't wait to get back on the campaign trail and campaign as hard as I can for whoever is the eventual nominee and for candidates up and down the ballot. But for now, I want to say thank you. Campaigning over this last year has been one of the most meaningful experiences of my life, meeting you, meeting people across this country who believe, who know that we may have challenges right now in our nation, but together, we will rise. Yeah, it sucks that there's more billionaires running in the Democratic presidential race than black people right now, especially three years after having the first black president. 
I guess the Vol Patrick's still in it, but not really. Now Rosario Dawson, his yes. his girlfriend said, Corey, you continue to inspire me every day on this journey. You and your remarkable team have represented the best in us, and I know you will continue to. Thank you. I see you. I love you. All right. Now, Corey was starting to grow on me, though. I did. I, I liked him, especially in the debates. Even though, even though he had like a lot of canned, rehearsed lines, mm-hmm. he was still good in the debates. All right. Now, a library in Pittsburgh found out that it was missing $8 million of its rarest items. How could something like this happen? Well, uh, three years later, a man who worked there admitted that he sold those items to a local bookstore. These two men have pleaded guilty to theft, one of them, and for receiving stolen property for the person who owned the bookstore after receiving those books. Now, Gregory Priori is a former archivist at the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. He was originally charged with 10 counts but pleaded down to theft of unlawful taking and receiving stolen property. Both counts are felonies, and John Schulman was the owner of the Caliban Bookshop. He received 20 charges and pleaded guilty to a forgery charge in addition to theft by deception and receiving stolen property. So, Man, What the hell is in a public library that's worth $8 million? Man, they have all kinds of rare stuff. Now, you know, I go to the library all the time as an ambassador, and they have, like, first edition of books. For instance, one item that he had was a 1787 first edition signed copy of Thomas Jefferson's book. So imagine how rare wow. something like that is. If somebody that's a collector could do that. So the what's, guy what's, paid. The guy paid for it. He has to give it back, and he loses his money, and he goes to jail. Well, some of those I don't think they can actually get back. They did get back. Um, they determined that there were 320 items missing, and 16 additional items were diminished, which means they were damaged beyond the original condition so badly uh, yeah. and didn't have the complete work. So they did retrieve back some of those items, but mm-hmm. not all of them. Some of them have been sold. Some of them were damaged. They did search a warehouse. They found 42 items. 18 were damaged, that det- and it detracts from their initial value. So a lot of stuff is just still missing. I would love to know where he went to go sell those things. Like, where do you go just to sell off books signed by Thomas Jefferson? The damn sure ain't the hood. You know why? Mm. Well, these items were sold to different vendors, to individuals, and things like that over the years. And mind you, they've been doing this for like 25 years. So it took that long for somebody who was going through the inventory and doing an audit to realize that that many things were missing. You want to say that? Why? Well, niggas don't read. But but, but it's it's, it's N-words that don't read. Uh, Black people absolutely do read. But but N-words. Don't read. It's the difference between black people and anywhere. That's what I want to say. So if you steal those books from the public library, it's not like you're going to go in the hood with those books and be like, yo, I got these books. You know what I'm saying? It's time they, they worth such. Somebody going to hit you with the, <laughs> my son can't eat no books. Oh, my God. DMX, belly. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, let's talk uh, Young Jock. Now, Young Jock, uh, a clip of Young Jock was all circulating online a couple of days ago because he is now a Uber or a rideshare driver, right, E? Yes, it's not Uber. It's not Lyft. It's like a, a different... What's it called? I pull up. The name it. Pull up and pull go. Up. Pull up and go. Something <laughs> like that. I think it's pull up and go. I, I know. It would pull up something. All right. So we're asking 800-585-1051. People By the way, great his marketing for this company. Absolutely. I would hope Young Jock has some equity in this company. I would hope he invested in it. All right, it's well, a good marketing scheme. We're asking 800-585-1051. People were talking about, damn, you know, why he did it. He had his hood on like he didn't want people to see him driving. So we're asking... Are there any side hustles that you were ashamed of? 800-585-1051. Are there any side hustles you were ashamed of? I don't know about, I wouldn't call it a side hustle, but I definitely had a job I was ashamed of. Which one? 
Um, I used to work at the Flower Garden in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. What is the Flower Garden? The, it, it used to be like this big, uh, just just acres and acres and acres of of, of of flowers and different plants, and it was just like me and a whole bunch of Mexicans working out there. So you would pick flowers? Yeah, because I had just gotten kicked out of school, so I was like. Like, you would have to stand by the side of the road sometimes. You would want to be, like, in the middle or way off because if you had to stand by the side of the road, people could people see, see you. you. Yeah. And, like, the bus would come by and, like, people could see me out there. So, y'all, you were working, working with the Mexicans. Pick flowers all day. I mean, flowers. It was all kind of plants. Yeah. So, that was, it was just plants. It was a bunch of pot- potted plants. How long did you do that for? A week. Got fired by a dude named Dominique. How did you get fired? Because you can't steal flowers. Oh, Dominique right. said, right. Dominique right. said uh, you don't fit in here. He was absolutely right, God damn it. All right? Goodness gracious. All right. 800-585-1051. We're talking side hustles you're ashamed of. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Pull out, pull, out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Young Jock. Now, he was spotted around being a rideshare driver. Mm-hmm. And people were talking about him driving and the fact that, you know, did he feel a way about driving? Young Jock, he came out and he said he wasn't ashamed of his job. But we're asking 800-585-1051, are there any side hustles that you are ashamed of? I did. I mean, I was a, a ball boy at the U.S. Open. Okay. I was a telemarketer. Hi, this is Sean from Pelco Fuel. But um, I, there's nothing that I'm ashamed of. Um, I'm not ashamed yeah, of those jobs. I, I definitely was ashamed when I used to work at the Flower Garden in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, off Highway 52, only because I was, you know, still relatively young, and I was out there working with all the Mexicans, and when the bus would come by, people that I actually was in school with would see me. Um, I, I definitely was ashamed when I used to work at Taco Bell. And the reason I was ashamed when I used to work at Taco Bell is because this is right after I was, you know, selling crack and went to jail for selling crack and so I still would try to pull up on the block and see what's popping and I remember one time uh, my man Tony said I had on the purple Taco Bell shirt with the, the dickies and he said look at this mother he used to have a real job now he works at Taco Bell and then he tried to like speak some like oh, Cordelo Taco Cordelo Taco Bell not your <laughs> bell and he was just making all these like right <laughs> like, like random like whatever noises he thought whatever whatever race he thought ate tacos yes he was just That's talking like about? that yeah so that was that was that was embarrassing what about you Yee? any side jobs any side hustles um I actually never had a job that I was ashamed of I worked at the supermarket on campus. Okay. But I enjoyed it. I stole a lot of things while I was great, there. Great. And that actually helped me get through college. Um, yeah. And I, I worked at, uh, there's a job I hated. I did, um, I worked for an agency, where a temp agency, and I had to just open envelopes all day. And I quit after two days. It was that terrible. Sucks. There was no windows, no phones, Goodness nothing. Gracious. My wife had to sell mattresses door to door. I that's, know that would suck. Oh, I wouldn't want to go door to door. She had to go to the hood and the projects and go sell mattresses to people. Yeah, that's got to suck. Yeah, that, Especially that when you're, you're a woman mm-hmm. going in the hood door to door. That's like a bang bros porno waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a, that is a good opening scene for a porno. Me Pretty me. woman comes to your door. Hi, I'm selling mattresses. Yeah, she just <laughs> said, me and her mother used to have to go with her to make sure that you know, she was okay. Wow, and a mom? 
Yo, see, this right here is a great porno. Bang Bros, highlight us. Who's this? We got a storyline. Hello, who's this? It's your boy Ju High, coming from out of Carolina. Ju, what job did you? What's your name? Ju, J U A. All right, just want to make sure I'm saying it right. Now, Ju, what job did you have that you were ashamed of? Dating big women for money. How much you got paid? Man, you know, I got paid at least 100 every week. You know what I'm saying? She take me out, buy me shoes, you know, pay some bills, you know. You know, she do a couple of things for me, you know, but that was just my little side hustle, you know. You know what the baby say? I'll f a fat bitch and the fat bitch try to get some money. Oh, excuse my language. I forgot this. Excuse your language now. Right. Goodness gracious. What do you uh, What do you apologize for, the fat or the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. We're talking about side hustles you're ashamed of. Um, I used to go door to door selling Kirby. <laughs> oh, vacuums. Yeah. I hated I y'all, man. We wouldn't open the door for y'all. We let you keep ringing. I hated y'all. These are all some good porno storylines because you selling vacuums as a woman. You're like, yo, how good does it suck? You know what? what? You suck better than the vacuum. You, you were kinky this morning, bro. It's called a storyline. You know Honestly, though, it's funny that he says that because I, I encountered stuff like that. Like, I know you I did. And they actually did like let me in and stuff like that. I went through that, so yeah, it was a lot. And then I was in my neighborhood where I live, so... What's the nastiest you know, line a guy told you? What's the nastiest line a guy Pretty told you? kind of something similar to what you just said, like, you know, how good is this stuff, or are you going to, like, get on your knees and show me how good it's or something like Damn. that? See what I'm saying? Wow, now that's crazy. No, what's crazy that's is y'all dangerous. think I'm crazy when I say <laughs> stuff like this. Oh, y'all did demos? Oh, so my goodness. We have to, yeah, we would have to get on our knees and do the carpet and stuff like that. So <laughs> You yeah. cannot tell me this would not be Thank a great storyline for a porno. 800. Y'all, must not, y'all, y'all 800 remember porno with the storylines? 585-1051. Yes. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious. We're asking, are there any side hustles you're ashamed of? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I am, I am, I am, I Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about side hustles you are ashamed of, all right? 800-585-1051. Charlemagne used to pick flowers. Uh, I used to work at a flower garden in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. It was right off of Highway 52. It's not there no more. All the land is there. I don't know what it's about to be. Did you have to sell the flowers, like, on the side of the road? No, we used to just have to, like, take them because they would be potted, and we would just have to put them on, like, this cart, and I don't know where they would go after that. I literally worked there for, like, four or five days because I quit because my pride could not take it. I was too embarrassed. I thought you said you got fired. Well, same difference. I, I got fired. Dominique fired me. But I was sitting on the side of the road, and, like, they would, like, ride by on the bus and be looking at me and laughing at me. Well, I was was Larry then. Yeah. Hey, hey, hello? Yo, what's up, guys? What's your name? My name is Bob. Okay, Bob. Hey, Bob. (laughs) Sounds fake to me. All right, Bob. All right, now. That's my real name, Bob. I got got an embarrassing style hustle. Okay. I massage old ladies' feet. Bob, are you a man or woman? I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Okay. I respect your side hustle. He said he massages old ladies' feet. Go. Tell me more. I make, I make, I make good money doing it. Sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes I don't. Now, why do you think? Why do you think this is an embarrassing side hustle? I used to love rubbing my grandma's feet when she used to soak them in Epsom salt. I wish she was still here for me to do that. What's the problem? Because it's old ladies. I don't know. What's the, sometimes I'm massaging ninety-year-old ladies. You like massaging ninety-year-old ladies' feet? Yes, if it's bringing her joy. And guess what? When you get 90 years old, you're going to want somebody to rub your old feet, too. 
I feel you, I feel you, bro. That's just my embarrassing side hustle, man. Tay! Yes! Are there some side hustles you're ashamed of? Yes, delivering pizza. What's wrong with delivering pizza? Because <laughs> I was already working, you know, in the hospital, so doing the side hustle and delivering pizzas, I was being looked at a certain way, you know? How was they looking at you? You're just delivering pizza. I don't look at the pizza delivery okay, person anyway. In the hood? Yeah, but the first Tell me more about this great porno storyline. So oh you was a goodness. young woman delivering pizza in the hood. Go. What was the nastiest thing somebody said to you? That's you seen that uh, one. I think I've seen that one too. Really? Well, how you know though? How'd you know? Well, because so what you pull up and they be like, "Yo, Dama Holes is here." What they would say? <laughs> what they would say? What they would say? Well, I did have one dude say that um, but. Exchange for the pizza, you know, when I like to come in. Now I'm gonna just give my money. Thank okay. you. Goodness gracious. Oh, so you didn't do it? No, definitely not. She's like, I'm not here okay. for that. Hello, who's this? This is Danny. Danny, we're talking, I'm are there any, what's up, bro? We're talking, what's are up? there any side hustles you're ashamed of, Danny? Yeah, they are. First of all, Charlemagne and Angela D. MB, what's up? What's up, King? Um, yeah, there was two side hustles, actually. One was selling drugs. I was never proud of that. <laughs> it was a hard. Okay. okay. The one that really messed with me was my man had a kennel for for breeding pit bulls. And when it came time to mate them, I kind of had to arouse the dog and help him out to, to mate. <laughs> what? Ah, how would you? Now, this oh, porno no, storyline is amazing. Now, you got to explain. How did you arouse the dog, <laughs> man? <laughs> I, well... And oh my gosh! Kind of got to get them, you know, to smell the the, the female part, and then um, you kind of like. You so know, you take the dog's head and force it into the other the, no, the dog's vagina. We don't know. Tell you us. Kind of help them up. You kind of help them up. You, you kind of them up a little, you know. You, you had to d- off no, a pit bull. Come on. <laughs> you pleasure the pit bull. It's real. You got to them up a little bit, and then you help them get in. So how do you know when he's pleasured? When that little pink thing just comes out? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, it pops up. But you know what's crazy? Yeah. That sometimes the dogs are like premature ejaculators. Oh, I've seen it a million times. They don't <laughs> even put. A they don't even times. got. They don't even got to put it in, and they'll just start and all over the place. All. So they. So you guys, you got some on you? Yes. I, I used to, but I wore gloves. But yeah, I used to. He used to off on me sometimes. The pit bulls <laughs> off in your face. That, that is crazy. Yo, you know what's crazy? Imagine the conversations the pit bulls having with each other. You are. Off in that drug dealer's face. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Wow. A pit bull gave you a. F- All right, what's the what's the moral of the story? There's nothing wrong with uh, working. Like I don't think anybody should have a job that they're ashamed of, other than you know doing something that they shouldn't be doing in the first place to make some money. Like you know, I used to sell crack. You know, or this guy was. I don't think it's nothing wrong with our pit bulls, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now if he's doing it for the process of breeding them so they, you know, get bought to go fight, that's wrong. I, I think that's one job I don't think I could yeah, do. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that one. I don't one. think I could yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't I'll think pass I pass on that one. Yeah, yeah. But honest living is honest living, so right. it's nothing that you should be ashamed of. You're right. But, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Uh, let's talk about Antonio Brown. Apparently he threw a bag of penises. <laughs> These porno storylines are amazing. Goodness gracious. What happens when you catch the bag of penis? I know what we're doing for Freaky Freaky Friday. My goodness. What, All right. what happens after that? We'll talk about the bag of penises when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Roddy Rich. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Roddy Rich. The box is the number one song in the country. Congratulations, man. Clues bomb for Roddy Rich. The white people tried to uh, box Roddy Rich out. They was trying to manipulate the system to get Justin Bieber at number one. The coaches said, nah. Well, Justin Bieber obviously was trying to get that number one slot. He actually came in at number two with Yummy. He posted, thanks, everyone, so thankful. Hashtag Yummy. Roddy Rich, you had to go and make a banger. SMH, ha-ha, you're the man. Love the song. Congrats on your first number one. Everyone, go stream the box. And I love how Roddy Rich tweeted out, uh, go stream Justin Bieber's Yummy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Justin Bieber actually tried to put out some instructions on how exactly. to make Yummy number one. And he was telling people to buy it twice, to go and stream it, so on and so forth. Roddy Rich and Roddy Rich's response. Through. Was just go stream yummy. I like that young man, Roddy Rich, man. I mean, he's got a, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he makes really good music. I think he's gonna be around for a while. All right, now shout out to Akon. He has announced the finalization of Akon City in Senegal. Come on, now. this is dope. Come on, now. let me put some chapstick on for this one. God damn it. He said, looking forward to hosting you there in the future. Lord so- have mercy. Yes, he said it's a ten-year building block, so we're doing it in stages. We started construction in March, <laughs> and stage two is. Going to be 2025. Dropping the clues bombs for Akon. I love it. These are the kind of moves that inspire me. I got to put lotion on because I don't even want to remote. This, this story makes me feel ashy. It, I mean, it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough with yeah, my life, Yeah, that's what makes God me feel like it. I'm not doing enough. Make I bought a couple ashy. of houses. I bought a couple little houses and stuff. Ashy. No, he bought a whole Still a little ashy. city. God, yeah. Jeez. Drop one of the clues bombs for Akon again. That's, that's amazing, this, man. That's different, by that's the way. You got to make that trip to Akon City. We have all these conversations about building our own and building our own communities. Akon don't even be talking about it. He just be out there just doing did it. it. He just did God, it. Where my face lotion at? Where is, where is my set of fill? There you go. All right, now, R. Mm. Kelly's ex-girlfriend, Asriel Clary, has been reunited with her family. Where they live at? Akon City? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, as she, so she was only 17, by the way, when she went to go live with R. Kelly and Joycelyn Savage. She's now 22 years old. And so she put up some pictures of herself with her family, and she captioned it, Surprise, let the healing process begin. Love y'all and thank y'all. I even thank everyone who follows me because you all believed in me when I could not believe for myself. And then she put the hashtag, Moving on to better days. So hopefully now she can do some healing because that had to be traumatic being with R. Kelly since she was 17 years old. Man. Not being around her family. And now she can uh, get back to where she needs to. Hope she, hope she gets some therapy. I just want to tell you guys, all that breathing and all you the smacking of the mic and all that, that Charlemagne lotion in his face. That's, I'll put that. the lotion on. <laughs> you should see my daughter. My daughter love imitating me when I put uh, put lotion on. I felt ashy. I'm not going to lie. That Akon story made me feel ashy as hell, yo. All right. Now let's talk about Antonio Brown. There was a very bizarre incident that happened at his house in Florida. Cops responded. He was having a dispute with his uh, children's mother, and it got pretty bad. And they said that Antonio Brown repeatedly told the officers that he had evicted this woman from his home and allowed her on the property so she could pick up the kids, take them to school, and she tried to steal one of his cars during this time, and he wasn't having it, and, you know, things got a little crazy. Here's Antonio Brown. She came in to take the kids to school. The kids not getting to school. She don't have no car. This bitch is a baser. She have two other kids. She stay at a hotel. Look at her. She's a f***ing lost cause. Look at her. This white versus black right here in your f***ing face right here. The NFL. This is real life. White people trying to get over, basers, and the police not helping. Trying to finesse a Bentley. Bitch, you don't drive Bentleys. This is not your life. It's the bag of d- Hey, Charles, here go the bag of d- 
I'm he confused. He threw a bag of penises. Isn't, isn't that his baby mother? Yes. Is, uh, if she doesn't have a car, how, how is the kids going to get to school? Listen, uh, I, w- I was going to ask why is Antonio Brown, you know, walking around with a bag of penises. But, you know, I got a whole... It's gummy candies, I, by the way, for people who didn't see uh, it. So you just throw those in your mouth. It's just that's nothing, it's tough, <laughs> something to chew on. I mean, I would, but, you know, I got a whole mold in my ass behind me. So who, who am I to just <laughs> who you judge? talk about random things that people have? Okay. But why do people with the last name Brown double down on everything that people don't like about them? What you mean? Like like, like Bobby, Chris, Antonio. Like it's like when they get labeled something and people think like they're this terrible person, why do they double down on that? As a, like you know what I mean? Like we saw Chris Brown do that back in the day, we saw Bobby do that back in the day. Why is Antonio doing that now? Mm-hmm. Like why do you just become this rebel thug F everybody instead of like, you know, actually maybe listening to what people are saying about you and like Cleaning it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Lori Harvey has been charged in hit and run case. And that's over the situation where her car flipped over. She had the G-Wagon. And now she's being officially charged with one count of resisting delaying, obstructing a police officer, and one count of hit and run resulting in property damage. Both of them are misdemeanors, but she is officially being charged now. When did this happen? Um, this happened earlier, so this was... What they month just charged her now because yeah, she's on vacation. Char- she's living her best her life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why y'all ruining her vacation, man? The, wor- the worst thing in the world is when you on vacation and you having a great time and then you got to come back home to reality and deal with stupid stuff like that. Why? Why y'all yeah, ruining look, that? She said life is good. She's having a great time still. So they're both misdemeanors. Why y'all ruining that young lady's piece? Somebody, You know what it is? Somebody saw her this weekend with Future and got mad and was like, let's hit it with these charges today. Yeah, I How mean... They, where does that hit and run stay They from? said she was texting and driving. And so the crash was pretty bad. I mean, if my car flipped over She allegedly two, smashed times. into another car, tried to leave the scene. They found her walking down the street, not far from the accident. And so now she's being charged. And they said it's because she was texting. All right, now we got a shout out to Miss Anita. She worked here for... How long did Miss Anita work here at iHeart? I think 19 years. 19 and a half years. Nah, more than that. I thought it was like... 19 and a half. half. Yeah, she said almost 20 years. No, 19 and a half years. No, 19 and a half. Right. And Will Smith was up here with Martin Lawrence, as y'all know, the other day. And he did a post... He said, my favorite moments on the road are the ones when I connect with people like Anita. I met her at the front desk before one of my very first interviews of my career. And yesterday, I was lucky enough to see her off into retirement 30 years later. She said, I made her day. Y'all, she made mine. Enjoy yourself, mama, and keep spreading that love and light wherever you go. We're going to miss her so much up here. Absolutely. But here is uh, Will Smith with Anita. Oh my God! Oh my God! I can't. You're retiring again. I'm retiring, sweetheart. Yeah, my God. Well, I met you like 30 years ago when you were at Westwood One. You came in. You were just getting started, and I met you then for the first time. And now to have you back again, it's full circle. God, I love you. You're amazing. Oh my God! We're going to miss mom up here, man. Dropping mm-hmm. the clues bombs from Mrs. Anita Scipio. One of the purest souls in the universe. Absolutely. Always say if Sage was an actual person, it, it would be her. Sweetest person. Always had a big smile man. on her face. Made everybody feel so welcome to be up here. She makes Chick-fil-A workers look like uh, Satan worshippers, <laughs> goddammit. That's how sweet Mrs. Miss Anita, Anita is. Nicest person I don't know ever. who's going to fill those shoes. Nobody. And I, I feel impossible. sorry. feel sorry for the person who's the next receptionist here at iHeart because... 
Just be honest with you. We'll never love you the way we love Miss Anita. Not at all. Not at all. It's really how you start your day. You walk in, the first face you see is Miss Anita. She's always smiling, pleasant, cheerful, always got a great greeting. I love her. Because it's not just about manners and being nice. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's an energy. It's a very rare energy. Like Everybody don't have that. And I've never seen her upset. I've never seen her in a bad mood. Never. She warned me about one person one time, and she was absolutely right. And it wasn't even. she didn't even say it in a bad way. God bless Miss mm-hmm. Anita Scipio. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we will miss you so much, Miss Anita. And let the record show I know what I'm getting in view for Valentine's Day. <laughs> what does what it say? What's on that camera? Wait, what's, on, what's on this thing? What's on there? What's on there? <laughs> All right, now. This is amazing. You better now, stop. I'm getting every guy in this room um, this for Valentine's Day. Let me see. Day. What, what is that? Blow that up? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> You know what? You're kinky, man. <laughs> Antonio Brown just gave me the best idea ever in the world. He's <laughs> buying me a bag of, you know what? <laughs> Yo, the website is is these uh, by mail. <laughs> you know what? Why are you looking that up? Why do you want that in your computer? Because in my mind, I'm like, where the hell did Antonio Brown get a bag of And I had to Google and see. <laughs> you are kinky. All right. Thank you, Yee, for that rumor report. And it comes with a note that says, eat a bag of I'm getting Elvis Duran that too. I got. I'm getting all y'all Valentine's presents. My I love y'all. I value y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank, th- thanks y'all so much. Gift. Who you giving your donkey to? <laughs> Yo, you a kinky you man. Else, you, 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 you. Something else. Uh, donkey of the day this week is just a lesson. It's a lesson in. Um, it's a lesson in, 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 in. It's okay to care about what people think, but don't let what people think control you. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Tuesday, January 14th goes to four young men from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Now, two of the men aren't named because they are only 17, but I do have two names because they are 19 and 18, and their names are Jeremy Perry and Isaiah Welch. Uh, Salute to everybody who listens to us on Real 106.1 in Cleveland. What's happening? Drop one of the clues bombs for Real 106.1 in Cleveland, please. Now, uh, this morning, as I was riding into work, the energy I was on was my guy, Stephen Furtick, and he gave a sermon titled Kingdom Clout. And he talked about how when you attach your significance to status, it's never enough. And I think about that when it comes to social media, uh, people who do things for social media status, regardless of how many likes they get, regardless of how many followers they get, it's never enough. And when you do things for likes and followers, you will always be doing things for likes and followers. And the more likes and followers you get, the more you get rewarded for whatever it is you're doing on social media to get those likes and followers. And you will continue to do it, not just do it, but turn up on whatever it is. All right. Look, we've all been there. Uh, Even if you are a grown ass man like myself, at some point in your life, there was some type of uh, ignorant, bad behavior you were being rewarded for, and that reward felt good. So you turned up on whatever the ignorance was, and eventually you cannibalized yourself because you were doing whatever you're doing for the wrong reasons. And usually that reason is this thing this era calls clout, okay? In our day, we called it the juice. You know what I'm saying? You got the juice, all right? Mainstream America calls it popularity. Whatever it is, it's a drug. 
And this generation wants that drug. They want that drug called clout. They want that juice, that popularity more than they want anything else. Okay, more than they want money, more than they want sex, more than they want peace of mind. They want those likes and followers, and they don't care who they traumatize in the process to get it, okay? In this case, this young 17-year-old, unnamed young man from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, traumatized his mother. Yes, the vagina from which he came. Uh, Let me put this in context for you. This teenager is a YouTuber, a YouTuber who plays pranks for views, all right? Well, this kid decided to pull a prank on his mother. Not just any kind of prank, though. Let's go to WJW Fox 8 for the report, please. 911, where's your emergency? Hi, I'm in Cleveland Heights. I just did a fake robbery prank on my mom, and she ran, and I know she called the police. She's nowhere to be found. Cleveland Heights police say a 17-year-old boy's idea of playing a prank on his mother was to conspire with three of his friends, who covered their faces and confronted the 40-year-old woman in her driveway and ordered her into her house, where they pointed a gun at her head, told her to get on the floor, and demanded her money. When the 17-year-old staged a fight with the intruders, his terrified mother ran out of the house. At the same time, a homeowner on a neighboring street called 911 to report a woman in distress was hiding on his porch and asking for help. The teenager told investigators that he actually videotaped his mom being terrorized as entertainment for his YouTube channel. All right, can you explain to me what happened and why you did that to your mother? I do YouTube, so I did a YouTube prank. The 17-year-old and one of his friends are facing juvenile charges. The two adults who took part in the stunt, 19-year-old Isaiah Welch and 18-year-old Jeremy Perry, are facing charges that include inducing panic. Yep, 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 yep. So you mean to tell me that you traumatized your mother, uh, gave her anxiety probably for the rest of her life because you wanted YouTube views. You know how your mama said, my nerve's bad? Her nerves are going to be bad forever because of this. What if your mother would have had a pistol and shot one of y'all? What if a neighbor would have saw the commotion and grabbed their pistol and came over and shot y'all fools? What if your mother would have had a heart attack in the midst of this fake robbery? These are the kinds of stunts you do when you are seeking more and more of something that doesn't mean anything. And social media status truly doesn't mean anything. And as my man Stephen Furtick said, when you attach your significance to status, social media status, whatever kind of status it is, it's never enough, all right? This is what happens when you let what other people think control you, okay? Because you're only doing this to please a bunch of people who don't know you. You went through the motions of fake robbing your mother because you wanted these digital D-heads online that you're never going to meet to like you. Once again, this is what happens when you let what other people think control you. So please gather around as I share with you some words from my Mount's Corner brethren, pastor of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephen Furtick. Uh, he has a word for you. This is from his sermon, Kingdom Clout, Part One. When Elijah started talking to me about clout, uh, clout chasers, and how, how people do anything for clout, I think he was quoting Offset or one of the other theologians from <laughs> those three apostles. But he was saying how these days kids are really obsessed with popularity. It's different than it was when we were kids. You know, we were focused on serving God and making a difference in our world. These days, kids will do anything for clout. They're driven and obsessed by what people think about them. They spend their time trying to prove stuff to people who aren't even paying attention. It's it's okay to care what people think about you. It is not okay to be controlled 
by what people think about you. That's right. Kids, it's okay to care what people think, but don't let what people think control you or you'll end up doing dumbass stunts like these folks. Please let Remy Ma give Isaiah Welch, Jeremy Perry, and the two unnamed 17-year-old kids the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb. All right, all right, listen. We have to play a game of Guess What Racing is! Right, let me give you your clues. I'm listening. Four kids okay. from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, 19, 18, two 17-year-olds, staged a fake robbery on his mother for YouTube views. Angela Yee, guess what race it is? That's a tough one. At first, I initially thought African-American. Why? Then I thought Caucasian. Mm. For the, I don't know, it could be anybody because kids are just dumb. They could be a mixture of things. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm going to say Caucasian. DJ Envy? Yes. I have to say. Four uh, kids, uh -huh. Cleveland Heights, Ohio, mm -hmm. 19, 18, two 17 year olds, fake robbed their mom for YouTube views. I got to I gotta go with white. I, I got to go with white. Uh, black kids usually don't play like that because they could get shot or stabbed. Yeah. I tell the story all the time. When I came home late in the night in my house, I used to have to yell so my dad would hear me, hear me and didn't think I was sneaking in mm -hmm. the house. Uh, so I would have to go with white. And we love our moms very, very much. We don't play that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, Angela, you said black, right? No, I said Caucasian. Caucasian. I said, initially, I thought that. White. And DJ Envy says Caucasian. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you guys are right or not, but I know that the two people who actually got arrested, that they showed their mugshots, they were nigger. Young and words. Okay. <laughs> now, the other two... Unnamed minors could possibly be white or some other race. I don't know. They haven't put their pictures out there. They haven't put their faces out there. But we don't play with our mamas like that, though. Isaiah Welch and Jeremy Parami, they are absolutely black. This generation different. You know, we come from the generation where we would look at white kids and how they used to talk to their moms yep. and be like, boy, mom, I, I would never. My that mom would, would kill me. me. Mm -hmm. This generation, they don't care. Because it's all about those YouTube views. You know what this generation cares about? What? They care, they care about what people think about them. Mm -mm. And more importantly, they let what people think about them control them and it causes them to do stuff like this. Yes. So, Isaiah Welch and Jeremy Perry are definitely a Negro of Negro of African descent. Uh, I don't know what the other two are. Alright, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Right, I feel like that could have been any race. Yeah, true, but you know. Because it's kids. Yeah, I don't play and with my when mom it and comes dad to like kids, that. My dad was but for you, But for YouTube, it's different. You didn't have YouTube growing up. Yeah, but still, even people if I had do you, Anything. My kids know that if they do, the, if they play with me like that, they have a, a, a chance of getting shot. Right? I would have loved to see Envy on YouTube. Eating that by a dog. <laughs> yeah, I know Envy was ridiculous on YouTube. Envy would have been ridiculous on YouTube growing up. Mm -mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. When we come back, we have Ajua and Styles P will be joining us. That's Styles P and his wife. And are we going to talk to them They're when we come back? They're going to be on this season of Marriage Boot Camp also. Yep, and, and you saw them on book. Black Love. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk to them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. We have Ajua and Styles P. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello, hello. What up, what up, what up, what up? Good morning. Yeah. This is your second time on here together. Mm -hmm. And this time, yep. Ajua, your book is finally ready, The Ethereal Hike. Yes. So explain to us, first of all, do you know what ethereal <laughs> means, MV? Nope. But all I know is I read that book, and goodness gracious, <laughs> that was... Uh, 
They know I don't really read that much. Really? I don't have the time. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. Kids, I don't I got either. So many businesses, <laughs> but I started reading that book, and I was like, goodness gracious. That's why I gave you a hug so long out there. Okay. Like, I felt your pain. God, I was like, really? And you, no. you too, Sal. That's like, my brother. But did you, okay, brother. So, so now that you've read it. Correct. The title, do you think it means, what's the correlation between the two? I honestly don't know. No? But really? I'm, I just okay. want to tell you, not to talk about, well, we'll get into it longer, but when you talked about everything that happened and you talked about when the when the officers came to your door and then you stopped oh. and then it went to somewhere else and broke down the whole, oh, man. It was, yeah. You had me. I, w- I was oh. at home Two in the morning, reading the book. My wife's like, come upstairs. Really? That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Well, it's basically a, um, a light. It means it's of light, heavenly, spiritual word. Um, so my daughter and I, we always went hiking. Mm-hmm. So I tried to make sure everything was embodied, be, be it the content, the title, the artwork. Um, so basically, I'm on a light hike mm-hmm. to get to a spiritual light, better, positive, better place as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to use the pain in a positive way and um, basically just Connecting connect through. and heal with grace, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and also show the synchronizations in between um, just having time to, you know, there's a whirlwind of emotions you go through throughout mm-hmm. the time. So I'm able to connect the synchronizations and now, for people who don't know the story, because mm-hmm. last time you guys were on here, we talked about it, and I know it was your first time publicly speaking yeah. on it, mm-hmm. but your daughter passed away. Yes. And so you had been working on this kind of as a, a memoir or something for your daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, initially I wanted to honor her. I mean, that's obvious. But just, I started writing, and in writing, <laughs> I showed, I, well, anyway, I, in writing, I just realized how, you know, our lives are parallel, you mm-hmm. know? And also within that time that she passed, I've got um, I've had a lot of people that's divulged a lot of things to me. Right. And I've come to notice that we're all more similar than you know, more alike than we are um, not alike. So, just to highlight some things that show us being more common in the book. Now the anniversary of her mm-hmm. passing was like a week ago, I believe. No, right? the book that's January twenty fifth. Her birth her birthday is January sixth. When again, yeah. it came out January sixth. Mm-hmm. And as a, you know, I have five kids. Yes. And that's one of my biggest fears. I know. Not knowing what's going on in and your you still child's won't. <laughs> life. And there's no way of possibly understanding. But that, that's my biggest fear as a parent that you don't know what's affecting right. them or how it's bothering them because they can come home and they're cool right. and this, that, and the other. But when they leave, you just don't know. I mean, you could just, just be, the, be the best person you can. You know what I mean? Just try to be open, honest. Um, allow them allow them to communicate. Mm-hmm. Allow them a space to communicate, um, non-judgmental, unconditional love. Once you demonstrate those things, I think that you'll, you know, you'll feel good about your parenting. You'll mm-hmm. see, you'll, you'll, you'll see that. You'll Did see you the reflection. With your son, anything differently? You know, do you do anything differently? Other, any different maneuver? Any different conversations? No, nope, exactly the same. I'm still the same. Still unconditional love, a thousand percent supportive. Same. And that's interesting because if if I felt like I needed to, I totally would alter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I still the same. And some things that you can't change is the circumstances. Like you can't change what her biological father. Right. The impact of her not having contact with that side of the family. Right. You don't even know. And she probably would not have even known how much that does. Right. Exactly. Oh, I mean, like 
as adults, we don't really start to grasp or start to reflect until we get older for the most part. Mm -hmm. So as at being 20, she's just going through the motions, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? She's not really identifying with what's happening and why what's happening, so mm -hmm. to speak. Well, she did have therapy for some, you know, but again, you're young. So if it's not a consistent and you're not in, in, in totally invested, you're not really getting, you know, what you need out of it. Why so. does she feel like you wanted to put her in therapy? Why does she feel like well, she Well, I mean, therapy? I went when I was younger. And, um, I mean, the, she was acting out in school. There were just typical hormonal things that, you know, I just felt like um, I didn't have the patience to deal with. <laughs> and But I still wanted to allow her space to uh, express herself. You know what I mean? And then I also know about the the impact of her biological father and the absence of that. So there could be lingering feelings regarding that she just didn't feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to make sure every rock was left unturned in terms of making sure she was covered, you now, know, and supported. Now, yeah. being raised as a kid, I mean, you guys were raised pretty much like we were all raised. You know, you yes. from Brooklyn. and You raised yourself. Do you feel like Mm -hmm. We hold our kids, like, we try to protect our kids yes. too much. Yes. Like, think about it. Like, my son will never know what but, Carnival in Brooklyn is and be out there with his friend. He'll never do that. You this know, is he'll true. Never but but the, the times have changed. Do. So, whereas we had more leniency and we were able to do things, it wasn't, it was still safer but to a degree. But you know what I mean? Or do we see it more because of these phones? Because they were still shooting, still stabbing. This is true. People this is true. We, but, it was there. But now you have to worry about kids looking up on social media with random predators. Yeah, this is true. And right, no way to be safe right. from that, really. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's just a different day and age, so you have to be more. I mean, I I would be. It's just that my son's a homebody, so mm -hmm. I'm lucky. Right. <laughs> so, um, but every time he goes out and, like, he drives or I'm, like, a nervous wreck. You know what I mean? And not so much because of him because he's super responsible, but everyone else. Right, right. you got to be know? concerned about society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Styles, you wrote the forward to the book, and yeah. obviously you guys have been together such a long time. Are there things that you didn't even know from reading this? Yeah, her. Period. Like, after I read the book, I was like, I don't even know you. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Right. Um, he was serious, too. Yeah, serious. I mean, you know, when you when we've been together almost 25 years, so I know how intelligent she is and all of that, but that was, like, real writer's work. So as I was reading, I was like, nah, this is real. This is serious. And, and I was like, but you don't be looking up writing or how to write or none of that. Like, where do you just remember? So just to see that and... For me, you know, I'm an artist, so I look at the detail of the story, like, mm -hmm. as an artist. So I was looking at the story, knowing the story, looking at the detail of it, look mm -hmm. how she put it together. Um, it was very impressive to me, to say the least. And it, um, it brought me to a spot of just thinking about stuff in my life. Right. And that's why I said that's what a good author does when you read the book and you start reflecting on where your life is going or things you happen so she did marvelous work all right we have more with styles p and his wife adjua styles when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj nv angela Yee, charlamagne the god we are the breakfast club we have adjua and styles p in the building Yee. it was nice to hear about you guys relationship too in the early days and what an influence you had like like we ain't sitting yeah. on the stoop no more i know <laughs> but yeah, i mean nah. but that's all facts <laughs> i was super still am Super ghetto, super loud, super like so. We both are very two young adults mm -hmm. making a way. Like we got some money, we bought a condo. We like twenty two, twenty one with a condo. We trying to be like live suburbia responsibility, but that childhood that childhood is thing is still it, it's, it's it's still there. So it's like you you go back and forth with a lot. 
heavy. The problem that's is, what it is, is the anger when we have a problem. Like she don't like you know me how to today. Communicate. Mm-hmm. No, you want to tell them why? She don't like me today, but do that's. Do you want to tell them why? Do you want to tell them? why? I can't wait to share this story. I swear to God, I can't wait to share this story. My wife, right now. I cannot wait to share this story. No, okay. Well, no, I'm gonna go in. Let's go ahead. So what happened is, is yesterday morning. Yes, yesterday morning. We're still on it. 24 hours later. I was making, I'm West Indian, obviously, mm-hmm. it's in the book. I was making porridge for myself. That's soup for all the white people out there, porridge. <laughs> it's breakfast, it's porridge, it's there hot cereal. So anyway, so I, as I was stirring it and it was getting thick, mm-hmm. I grabbed the kettle to add some water, like, mm-hmm. you know, to thin it out. Mm-hmm. Brown liquid comes out, <gasps> the, the full brown liquid. So now, my normal reaction maybe five years ago, what the f- Cool. So I just was just like, okay, so what's going on here? Who's, you know, and I just, so he comes out and goes, oh, oh, sh- I was making tea. It's you know what I'm radio. saying? I'm making tea. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was making tea. I was making tea. And um, you neglected to tell me that you put it in the tea Who kettle. Who tells until- everybody that, Envy? Like, think we about this. We live together. We live together. No man's going to do that. You're just making the tea. What is See what I'm saying? This, 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 this is what I can't use. The tea kettle that everybody uses and expects water to be in there. I didn't know you put the tea bag in the tea kettle. I thought you pour it out onto the tea bag. Nah, but look what happened. I ain't going to lie. I was high. I was Boom. thirsty. Okay. I, I tried Boom. to take Drink care of the, the whole family. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, iced tea. You know, I, would, I usually with a juice. We just juiced all the fruits and veggies. We ran out of juice. Okay, but we the can water, get to that no, later. No, what about no, the situation no, I'm no, in with the brown, no. with the brown liquid? Because I made her tea. Tea for the household the night before. Who's going to go to anybody? In the house? There's, Let me communicate the with the household <laughs> that I put tea in the kettle. Yes. Who does that? Like, why no, would you leave it overnight? Because I meant to drink it late night. I meant to drink it late night, and I didn't, but I made tea for everybody. should be the process. Me, so, he, so, he messed, so you messed up the porridge. Totally. Breakfast is ruined. all over. So, so what That's happened it. when he came out? He laughed and made it. It was a laugh. Yes. It was a laugh. Yes. It's not funny. It's That's not funny. funny though. It wasn't it, funny. You the poured whole, tea in the porridge. I'd have no. giggled that first too. Like, cause you mad. It was light. I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, like, you know what I mean? Since y'all talking this about goes, these could, These could last in the marriage. Yes. See, this is, what, this is what people don't understand. <laughs> the regular listener out there doesn't kind of know. It's the small things. It's very not even true. the big things. Very true. It's those very small things that could go for three days and yes. two days. And, a, and then you over the porridge, then something else happens, then the porridge thing is back. We got over the porridge. <laughs> no, it led to something else. You know, but that's 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 marriage. You know, I think we I think we've um back to I think I've 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 passion is always until you get older and understand your passion, it could lead either way. Right. Like you know what I mean? It could go it could kinda go left or it could kinda go right. And especially we come from um a lot of us come from broken homes or mm-hmm. One parent homes or the mm-hmm. a poor neighborhood, so you don't really get to see that many family structures or or right. so and so. Like you know what I mean. So we're, we're growing up. Like I, I often say, like, and, and it's, it sounds funny, but like growing up, if I didn't make it a rap, if I didn't make it a rap, I always used to, you know, before we was years deep in a relationship, I was like, I would have never even got a a lady like her mm-hmm. or these other ladies. So you, when you're a young fella, that's what's kind of on your mind. Cause the bus, you know, you the really guy who. Kind of guy, Ajua, if you... But the thing about it the is also when you nobody. when you have anger problems and they land you into enough bad situations, then you start to reflect. Mm-hmm. It's For just sure. that simple. Right. You know what I mean? So with both of us, like we've we've had enough situations where we've had to be like, all right, 
we're good. We're so good here, mm-hmm. but we're so bad here. Right. And this is all based off of lack of communication and anger issues that we're both, you know, individually. And the fact that, that you know what it is too in most relationships, I noticed that people like to win. Instead, yes. of, instead of solve the, the, so I've never won you can't even point no, to me if I've never won that, that doesn't even make sense overall. That, that, you see how she pointed fast ask her how many times have won. I won I say the same thing like you point you go I always lose <laughs> I've so never why, win. So what's losing to you? What's losing to you? But it shouldn't be Because sometimes I can explain for Amby what losing is for his wife because sometimes you want to get your point across and it to be heard Without <laughs> drama or conflict and just to go, hey, this was just my point. Not that I'm trying to beat your point. Not that I'm trying to prove your point wrong. You know, women are... Yeah, I, I admit, listen, like, see, I'm a guy that'll them. say women are smarter than men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I'm, I have no problem admitting that. That's, 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 that's clear as day. But you guys, the emotions... It makes the arguments irrational sometimes. You're right. I will say a lot of times I don't listen to the other point of view. Like, I have my See, point of view. See, and that's the thing. Let me just get my point of view. I'm humble about it. And I'll tell him. Funny, right. I'll say, attitude. you know what? I should have listened here. I apologize. There you go. He'll never say it. That's he'll true. never, he said he'll never give me. You were, you were right. <laughs> he about to you choke. were giving me. You were right. Say you right. You ne- wow. Whatever. You guys are on marriage boot camp. Exactly. You guys are on marriage boot camp. So we're going to see some of this play out. OMG. How many times do you say he's right? Um. Well, when he's right. When he's right. Yeah. yeah. What is that? <laughs> when he's right. Like, he's been wrong for the last, like, four times, so he's not right right now. He doesn't have a good track record. <laughs> yeah. So, no. What made you guys decide to do marriage boot camp? Because I need therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, it's a, I, it's I, a combination I wish, of things. I wish Dr. Ish could live with me. Uh, he's so good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so real. real. I really so wish. Authentic. We had he's Jocelyn, so genuine. Up here the other day. Jocelyn. I really wish I could live with Dr. Ish. Mm-hmm. Oh, he could, I could see him once a yeah, week or something. Yeah, he likes him in his closet. Like, seriously. <laughs> He's so great. Now, we think when it's people like, go on marriage boot camp, we feel like, oh, the relationship's in danger. What's well, happening? So what made you guys say, this is what we're doing? Well, for us, it was more strength. Mm-hmm. Everything is strengthening at this point. So, I mean... Every relationship is in child, danger so, when you, you know, don't we, continue to learn and grow. We don't, but you know what he, what he, what he, what he made very clear to us, which we couldn't articulate, but I think we understood it. <laughs> was that we're on our third marriage. Mm-hmm. First marriage was our marriage. Right. Our second marriage was when he stepped out of the marriage. Our third marriage was when we lost our child. Mm-hmm. So we're on our third marriage. So forget about the other two marriages and realize we're in a new clean slate. What we need to focus on is not where we were. You understand? Like right. We have a whole new game plan. Yeah. The mm-hmm. So with that clarity, you know, bringing that um, concept you know, so um, people expect to really it just, see. It just snapped. It just clicked. It was people like, wow, really expect to see really the best out of relationships you know? all the time. Like right. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the, um, and out of people, somebody I guess said to us, um, to me rather the other day, you guys portray to have the perfect relationship. I said I've never even heard of that. A relationship really takes a lot of lot of lot of work. Mm-hmm. Is what what people don't really say. Especially, I'm pretty sure for women, it's probably easier for y- y'all because. Y'all are smarter. No, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? For a, a man to work himself up to be emotionally <laughs> vulnerable, balanced, mm-hmm. try to figure out things, communicate, that's not really my cup of tea. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's but hard to describe. that makes it harder for us to Yeah, have that to, makes it to... hard to describe some days that that's not what I'm really, that's not my thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it and willing to do it for the thing, which is probably most guys in general, right. at least 
It's the truth. No, you play with. I just need somebody to co-sign to say it when I'm not around. Don't mess up your credit, co-sign this. No, it's the truth. Right, right, envy. You got to learn. Come on. No, it's the truth. You got to learn. You spent all these years in this industry being tough and being this, and then when you go back home, you think you're that person, but when you realize it's not doing anything for your relationship. Yeah. And you got to go gotta, work. You got to do, do the work. Yeah. But we appreciate you for joining us. Thank <laughs> you so much. The Real Hike. And I want to say, and, and the book so is available. And we also have the book club yes. happening at Deuces for Life in yes. Brooklyn at 277 yep, yep. Malcolm X Boulevard so in Brooklyn. It's happening tonight. tonight. And That's right. You know how we do with the juices for everybody. So come through. Styles and Adjua will be there. And I know it's going to be an amazing conversation. And they will have some books there too. So oh, yeah, there'll be pick books. Up a book so if you want to pick up the book. That's right. 3,000 of books. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, it looks like rappers Pop Smoke and Casanova are going in on each other. Now, Casanova had posted on social media, nobody runs New York, it's too much outside, and we're to front like one, and we're has those power to control the whole bitty. Most of these Emmers screaming they outside is another word for vagina. And then he also wants people to stop using his phrase, we outside. He said that is his phrase because y'all not outside. We know who's outside. Well, Pop, now, who, who said that? Casanova? This is Casanova speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Pop Smoke then went to the gram and he put up a new song and his song is this. She love how I talk. She love how I talk. She know that puppy outside. She know I'm the king of New York. And then he said, y'all old and words better pack it up. This ain't no trash and Nova-ish, no scary L-ish. Y'all know the woos run the city. Y'all and words could never be me. So I don't know why they're beefing with each other, but Meek Mill then commented, Y'all Brooklyn Embers be beefing with each other too much, LOL. Stop pumping that ish, too, if you're not involved. Let them guys get their money, and if you're official and you're around, say something. And then uh, somebody said to Meek Mill, same with y'all Philly Embers. He said, who am I to talk right? I beef with every rapper in my city before except a few. He said, facts, though, let me mind minds. I'm from Philly. I try to be Meek Luther King some days. Yeah, but the beautiful thing about Meek, man, Meek was, um, Meek was pretty established when he was beefing with a lot of those guys from Philly. Like, I think that... Pop Smoke and Casanova still got a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? As far as establishing themselves. I mean, they both on their way. So so when I see things like that, I say to myself, like, damn, two black men from Brooklyn, they should be coming together. Because collectively, they can definitely do more than beefing with each other. I mean, I would hope so. And and the fact that, you know, it it can get sticky. I mean, Pop Smoke runs with a lot of dudes. Casanova runs with a lot of dudes. So I'd hope... Somebody would step in, maybe uh, Stephen Victor or somebody in between them that's cool with all of them. Bleak, they might have to make the OG call a bleak just to make sure things are okay. We don't need a, a situation where the clubs are shut down. They don't want to let certain people in. They both have big records that rock off in the club, so and I, I hope they squash Yeah, this. come on, Brooklyn. You know we be in these Brooklyn streets. We want to see a lot of positivity, peace. We don't want to feel like anything could happen. And, and we want all y'all in the building every time something happens in New York. And I could be missing something, but um, I don't even see what this is over. Well, we might just not know. Yeah. It might be something that happened might that be some Brooklyn-ish. we don't even know about. And that's why, you know, 
I don't care about being outside. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I like I did, and that sounds stupid to me. I have a beautiful house. You know what I'm saying? I have friends and family that have beautiful houses. Like, you know, and when we are outside. We're in our backyards. In our backyards. <laughs> in front of the fire pit making s'mores. Well, I right. feel like I'm outside. I always do try to go out and support, like, whenever I can for different artists and different people doing things. So I do want to be able to feel like it's cool to go out and, and show support. So I want to I wanna feel safe to do that. Yeah, All right. Just don't go to Casanova or Pop Smoke events and you'll be fine. All right. Now, Black China is denying the claims that Rob Kardashian has made that she's a bad parent. And he said that she's drunk all day, she's abusing drugs, she's chasing people with knives, making violent threats, uh, teaching their daughter Dream different sexual positions, and she's denying all of those things. She said she's never done drugs in front of her kids. She only drinks on occasion when her kids are not around, and that Dream is always clean and has great hygiene and has more than 100 nice outfits at home. So that's her defense. All right, congratulations to Cardi B. Invasion of Privacy is the longest charting debut album from a female rapper ever. Body! Congrats, That's right. Man. So congratulations to her. She's passed the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, which is 92 weeks. All right, and ESPN, here's another uh, groundbreaking deal. They're offering Tony Romo a deal that would make him the highest paid sportscaster in TV history. He deserves it. So they're trying to get him to get away from CBS, and that's why they're offering between 10 and $14 million annually for him to join the ESPN team. Wow. The problem that bothers me about Tony Romo, because, you know, I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan, is when I watch him call these games on CBS, he knows exactly what's about to happen. Why didn't you know that on the field? <laughs> okay? It might be when you were when you see it from a different angle and a different view. But you're not in it. I just did, not in it. I'm just like, yo, you're, he, he's calling plays that the team is going to run. He's calling when defenses, you know, get sacks and interceptions. Like, why didn't you notice when you were on the field, Tony? Or maybe he was on a bum-ass team. What team was he on? Yeah, he couldn't yeah, see it from that view. What team was he on? Shut All right, and Stephen Cowboys A. Smith, who was one of the most popular sports talk personalities, has announced on Twitter he is going to still be contributing a lot and there'll be a first-take presence, but this will be my last week officially hosting the Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN Radio. Some come holla at me all week long, 1 to 3 p.m. We start roaring in less than 10 minutes. So that was his last post uh, for his last run of shows for his radio show. Basically, uh, ESPN is paying him $8 million a year. We want you on TV more than we want you on that goddamn radio. They don't want to oversaturate and feel like you can get him anywhere. You got to right. come the first take. That's right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is oh, your rumor report. I also want to say, too, I'm in a movie with Pop Smoke. It's actually a, a pretty significant film. Okay. That that'll be out later later this year. We didn't do no scenes together, but I know he's one of the he's one of the stars of the movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's well, my man, uh, Eddie Hong. Shout to uh, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, let's start the mix off with some LL Cool J. Today is LL Cool J's birthday. You know he's from Queens, my borough. So let's get some LL joints on. LL Cool J is a whole legend out here in these streets. He is. At DJ Envy, let me know your favorite LL Cool J joints. And let's get to the mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, His indeed. Is out right now. Yes. Moneybag, yo. What it is? What's Welcome, up, sir? my brother? What's up, bro? Now, now, congrats on the Rock Nation signing. For sure. Appreciate it. How'd that happen? I just came through. Uh, Gotti, you know what I'm saying? He already family over there. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? Made now, when you sign to a company like Rock Nation, what do you expect from that? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just... The, the next level on everything, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The biggest of the biggest. If you sign to somebody like Rock Nation, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be the only way you going is up, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I know, I know looking back after that. So you it's a management saying? deal. 
Yeah, it's a management deal. Okay, because people get confused. They think, oh, the album came out on Rock Nation. No, 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 no. I hear no. Yeah. Are you tired of the, of, the, of the blogs? I meant to ask you that because, you know, <laughs> your name is all over the blogs, right? Yeah, yeah. For everything that you could yeah. possibly imagine and, exactly. and necessarily not because of music like it should be. Do yeah. you ever get tired of that? They want to tie you into all the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I want to let them know the focus is the music, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what I do. That's what my passion is. You know what I'm saying? This what this what the whole focus is. Some people be thinking things that like they said you and Meg the Stallion when y'all dated that you actually were in a long term relationship that yeah. whole time and that whole thing was just the for publicity stunts. No, nah, this this cap. I've been new shot at like 2017. I've been going through Houston getting money. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Shout out to T Fair, 1501, all them. You know what I'm saying? I've been coming through Houston. We've been off and on. You know what I'm saying? Texas. We just it just came to a point to where like we were like, all right, we're gonna go on do this. We're gonna go on lock in for sure. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And then the time situation, like with us do, with us being together and 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 hug doing shows and getting money and me doing shows and getting money. That's the whole reason why I bought the dog folk. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a, it's always a part of me right there. You feel you what I'm saying? So you bought the what? The dog. Four. You know what I'm saying? But the media... That's better than having a baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, a man would have just took the condom off, shot the club up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they going to take it and do whatever they want to with yeah. it. But it's love, though, for sure. Uh, like, shout out to her. I'm proud of her. You know what I'm saying? Now, they on your ass. Because now, now I see something that you that they allegedly with Ari now. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they, they're right with that Which one. Ari? You a old ass. Ari Lennox? Ari Lennox? Yes. No. You said yes to Ari You said yes. I'm old ass. Okay. Now, on the song Federal Fed, you said as soon as she met me, requested a rolling. Yeah. How often do you come across women who, as soon as they meet you, they want you to to trick off? See, that, it, it happened a lot, but then you didn't see what I made of like a tweet. I see. I had made yeah. a tweet like about this, like mm -hmm. about this situation. It was about a bag, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they they can they can fall in this situation too with a watch. It's just like, why is you asking for material stuff when yeah. you can ask for some money? Hey, put this in my business. Yeah. What you gonna put in the purse? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, saw, I remember I saw that tweet. You said like, why why did why a girl want a purse? Uh, but she don't have a hundred thousand dollars to put now, in. Now the exactly. problem I had is a hundred thousand is a lot. Yeah, well, exactly. Most people have a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. To just to throw you, out there. And they go back to show like you, you need to be thinking bigger. You, what you just <laughs> said like a hundred is too much for certain people. They need to be thinking like that. They need to be thinking big. You need to be thinking like I need to go do this invest like like me right now. I'm doing real estate. I'm through buying jewelry right now. Mm -hmm. Please. You have enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm through. Through. You dropped one. I told you to leave it. How many chains you got on right now? One. It's probably like, two, I don't know this chain right here, but I still 150. Jesus earrings. Christ. My earrings, 150. You got on four chains, three rings. No, no, but I'm slowing down for sure. I'm trying to get it. How many cars you got? Black Yankee told me you got a load of cars. Yeah, I got about five, six cars. How many daughters do you have? I have... Three daughters. You was a whole like me. I got three too. Well, how many sons do you have? Four. Okay, so three. He wasn't a whole like you. Well, yeah, I ain't got no sons. <laughs> got I got no three sons. girls. You can put out son. You can't. But you gotta think about it. Like you know what I'm saying. I feel like God blessed me, put me in this beautiful situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause all the ba all my baby mamas taken care of. Right. You know what I'm saying? All the kids won't have no problems. I ain't on no child support. Everything just float. Like right. everything the, good. Are the moms all good with each other? Um. Do y'all do um, it like Diddy? Like cool. Christmas they, they Day? All cool. They cool. Okay. They're cool. How many baby mamas you got? Everybody cool. Oh. Yeah. Now, you know, people... You can't name talk... the dog for when you got four baby mamas. <laughs> Boy, you a player. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs>
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, people always talk about signing to an artist. They say never sign to an artist, mm-hmm. but I, I noticed with, with Gotti, mm-hmm. black youngsters straight and you're yeah, straight. So exactly. how was it signing to an artist and how does he help with your business? When I first was finna do the deal with Gotti, like everybody from Memphis, they were like, nah, don't do it, don't do it, don't do this. Hey, gonna sign to a rapper, this and that. But I was looking at it like he was already telling me, like, bro, like I just told y'all at the beginning of the interview. Like, it's on you, what you do. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, look at this situation he had, look at this situation he had, you might be like this. I'm like, nah, cause I know where my head is, I know my hustle, I know my goals. So, I, then got it, like, he he's smart, like, he's super, guy, super smart, you know what I'm saying? And he just like, he leave it up to you, like, but he gonna tell you like, I'll do this, boom, 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 but it's still, it's your career, you can go this way if you want to, but I think the best way is over here. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all love, then. It's just everybody, just family. And I think Gotti understand business, and Gotti not tripping off still wanting to be the man. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like he, want, he, want, he want other artists to pop up. Right. Exactly, most definitely. Now, somebody told me you was big on fitness. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting myself together right now. Word? Is that like a New Year's resolution? No, nah, I've had. i been doing it as soon as I, I had got out the tour with Wiz. I actually was doing it on tour with Wiz. Mm-hmm. Wiz brings then, all his equipment on the road with Oh, him. yeah, he, he, he ready at all times. He ready, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then I just took it, like, way more serious. I don't like feeling, like... Sluggish. Like, yeah, sluggish down stage, like... Because I was doing it... I was on drink real bad, so... That lean? Yeah, on lean real bad. You off of it now? Yeah, yeah, he's gone. What made you quit? How'd you, how'd you quit that cold turkey? Because, like, when I just was saying, like, when I'm on stage, performing, like, you can't hardly breathe, live, like, it's just, it's, it was too much. Did you go to rehab or something, or you just... Nah, I'm just, like, like I said, like, mm-hmm. I'm Muslim, so I'm disciplined anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I could just easily, I could stop, like, I'm strong-minded. I didn't know you was Muslim. Yeah. Asalaamu Alaikum. Yeah, like the salam. Yeah, so, yeah. so what, you, you you pray five times a day and everything, or? Yeah, yeah, I just prayed before I came up here. Wow. Yeah. That's no. interesting. What, what got you in Islam? It's just, like, it's the right way. Yeah. It's the right way. I ain't gonna tell nobody else like whatever they believe in. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm against that, but I just I feel how I feel. You think mm-hmm. the lifestyle of hip hop contradicts? Islam? I mean, you talking about you talking, you you say you heard me talk about it talking about like in songs and stuff. No, no, I'm saying yeah, I'm saying like the, and they say the lifestyle contradicts. <laughs> the lifestyle of hip hop can contradict the lifestyle of Islam. You think so? Uh, I really, you know what I'm saying. You just gotta be on point. Like I know people like Kevin Gates. You know what I'm saying? There's always discipline. We talk all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We go back and forth. We converse about the situation. And, you know, it is what it is. That's good to, to have that connection to a higher power, though. Exactly. Most definitely. All right. Well, shout out to Moneybag Yo for joining us. Make sure you pick up his album in stores right now. When we come back, we got your positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, you guys have a great day today. Shout to uh, Styles P and Ajua Styles for joining us. Make sure you pick up their book. Now, yeah, you're going to be hanging out with them tonight, right? Yes, we actually do at the Juice Bar at Juices for Life. We're going to have a book club, and that is going to be featuring Ajua Styles' book, The Ethereal Hike, and both Ajua and Styles P will be there. And you know how we do every time we have an event at the Juice Bar. We have juices for y'all. You guys get to participate, meet whoever's on the panel, ask whatever questions you want. So today's book club is going to be pretty amazing. All right. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Uh, the positive note is simply this. It's okay to care what people think about you, all right? It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But don't let what people think about you control you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? The Breakfast Club. 